ಅಥ ಪಂಚವಿಂಶಸರ್ಗ ಸಾಯತ ಮಾಸ್ಪೃಶ್ಯ ಜಲಂ ಶುಚಿ ಚಕಾರ ಮಾತಾರಾಮಸ್ಯಮಂಗಳಿ ಮನಸ್ವಿನಿ ನಶಕ್ಯಸೇವಾರಯಿತು ಗಚ್ಛೇದಾನೀಂ ರಘೂತ್ತಮ ಶೀಘ್ರಂ ಚಿವರ್ತಸ್ವರ್ತಸ್ವ ಸಾಲಯಸಿ ಧರ್ಮಂತ್ವಂಧೃತ್ಯಚನಿಯಮೇನ ಸವೈರಾಘವಶಾರ್ದೂಲಧರ್ಮಸ್ವಾಮಿರಕ್ಷತು ಯೇಭ್ಯ ಪ್ರಣಮಸೆ ಪುತ್ರದೇವೇಶ್ವಾಯತನೇಷು ಚೇಚತ್ವಾಮಿರಕ್ಷಂತು ವನೇ ಸಹ ಮಹರ್ಷಿ ಯಾನಿ ದತ್ತಿ ತೇಸ್ತ್ರಿ ವಿಶ್ವಾಮಿತ್ರೇಣ ಧೀಮತಾಕ್ಷಂತು ಗುಣೈ ಸಮುದಿತ ಸದಾ ಪಿತೃಶುಶ್ರೂಷಯಾ ಪುತ್ರ ಮಾತೃಶುಶ್ರೂಷಯಾ ತಥಾ ಸತ್ಯನ ಮಹಾಬಾಹೋ ಚಿರಂ ಜೀವಾಭಿರಕ್ಷಿ ಸಮಿತ್ಕುಶಪವಿತ್ರಿ ವೇದ್ಯಶ್ಚಾಯತನಾ ಚಂಡಿಲಿ ವಿಪ್ರಾಣ ಶೈಲಾವೃಕ್ಷಾ ಕ್ಷುಪಾಹ್ಮದ ಪತಂಗಾಪನ್ನಗಾಂಹಾಸ್ವಾಂ ರಕ್ಷಂತು ನರೋತ್ತಮ ಸ್ವಸ್ತಿ ಸಾಧ್ಯಾಶ್ಚ ವಿಶ್ವೇಚ ಮರುತಶ್ಚ ಮಹರ್ಷಿ ಸ್ವಸ್ತಿ ಧಾತಿ ಪೂಷಾ ಭಗೋರ್ಯಮ ಲೋಕಪಾಲಾಶ್ಚೇಸರ್ವೇಮಾಸವಪ್ರಮುಖಸ್ತಾಶ್ಚಸ್ವಸ್ತಿಕುರ್ವಂತು ತೇಚಾಪಿಸರ್ವತಸಿದ್ಧಾಶ್ಚಿಗೀಶ್ವರಾಶ್ಚರಾಜಾವರುಣ ಋತವಶ್ಚಾಪಿಷಚಾನ್ಯೇಮಾಸಾಸ್ಸಂವತ್ಸರಾಸ್ತಾಕಾಷ್ಠಾಷ್ಟಾಧಾತವಶರ್
ಶೇಷಾಸುರಾಸ್ತೇತುರಕ್ಷಂತುವನವಾಸಿನಂಥೈಶ್ಚಾಪಯಶಸ್ವಿನೀಸ್ತುತಿಭ್ಯಶ್
Sri Rama falls at her feet and proceeds to the apartments of Sita in order to see her. Getting over through ratiocination, the aforesaid agony caused by the thought of the impending separation from Sri Rama and sipping a little pure water in order to counteract the impurity occasioned by shedding tears, the high-minded mother Kausalya performed rites conducive to the welfare of Sri Rama. She said, since your departure cannot be stopped, depart now, O jewel among the Raghus. Follow in the footsteps of the righteous by redeeming your word of honour and return soon after serving the term of your exile. May that piety itself protect you on all sides, the piety which you scrupulously observe with love, O tiger among the signs of Raghu. May those two to whom you humbly bow at crossroads as well as in temples, my son, protect you on all sides along with eminent rishis. May those mystic missiles also that were imparted to you by the learned Vishwamitra protect on all sides you who are ever illumined by your excellences. Protected on all sides by the service you have rendered to your father and mothers as well as by your truthfulness, my mighty armed son, may you live long. May the deities presiding over wooden sticks used for feeding the sacred fire blades of the sacred kusha grass and rings of kusha grass worn on the fourth finger on sacrificial occasions, sacrificial altars, temples and sites selected by brahmanas for worship of gods as well as mountains, trees, bushes, large and deep pools of water, birds, reptiles and lions protect you, O jewel among men. May the sadhyas and the vishvedevas two different classes of gods and the wind gods along with eminent rishis ensure your happiness. May the cosmic person and the creator bring happiness to you. May the gods Pusha, Bhaga and Aryama, three of the twelve sons of Aditi and the well-known guardians of the spheres with Indra at their head as also the deities presiding over the six seasons, all the months, years, nights and days and hours always do good to you. Again, may Veda, the Smriti text, taken as one body, and piety incarnate protect you, my son, from all dangers. May Lord Skanda, the younger son of Lord Shiva, and the moon god, along with sage Brihaspati, the pre preceptor of gods, the well-known seven rishis, as well as sage Narada, guard you on all sides. Glorified by me, may the celebrated Siddhas as well as the four quarters, along with the guardians of the quarters, protect you, my son, from day to day on all sides in that forest which you are going to inhabit. May all the seven principal mountains and oceans, as well as the king of the oceans, Varuna, the god presiding over the waters, heaven, earth, the region intervening them, the atmosphere, as well as the animate and inanimate creation, all the lunar mansions, as well as the sun and the planets, along with the gods presiding over them, the deities presiding over day and night, and the morning and evening twilights protect you while you remain in the forest. Again, may the deities presiding over the six seasons, the intercalary months, and the years containing such months, and even so, measures of time, known by the names of Kala, equivalent to one minute, and Kashta, one-thirtieth of a Kala, 
or two seconds grant you happiness. And may the gods and the daityas, demons, to ever bestow happiness on you while you roam about in a large forest clad as a hermit and full of wisdom. Let there be no fear to you, my dear son, from the fierce ogres, fiends of cruel deeds and all carnivorous animals. Let there be no monkeys, scorpions, gnats and mosquitoes, reptiles and insects in the impenetrable forest occupied by you. Let not lordly elephants, lions, tigers, bears and other carnivorous animals and fierce buffaloes with prominent horns be hostile to you, my dear son. And let not other ferocious man-eaters belonging to all species of living beings and propitiated by me here kill you, my son. May your pathways be propitious and let your undertaking met with success. May all kinds of wealth of the forest be at your disposal, O Rama. Depart you happily, my beloved son. May you enjoy security time and again against aerial beings and earthly creatures as well as against the gods as also against those who are your adversaries. Worshipped by me, O Rama, may the deities presiding over the planets Venus and the Moon, as also the Sun and Kubera, the god of riches, and Yama, the god of retribution, protect you while you dwell in the forest of Dandaka. May the gods presiding over fire, the air and smoke, as well as the sacred texts that have escaped from the lips of rishis, and that will be uttered by you actually protect you at the time of sitting water and bathing, O sign of Raghu. May Brahma, the suzerain lord of all the worlds, Brahma, the infinite, responsible for the existence of all created beings, and the rishis, as well as the gods that have not so far been mentioned by me, guard you while you reside in the forest. Saying so, the illustrious Kausalya, who had large eyes, Worship the various gods with flowers and perfumes too, as well as by means of hymns befitting them. Duly procuring fire, she caused oblations to be poured into it with due ceremony for the welfare of Sri Rama by a high-souled Brahmana. Kausalya, the lady par excellence, made available to the Brahmana ghee, white flowers, pieces of firewood for feeding the sacrificial fire and mustard seeds as well. Having poured oblations into the sacred fire, according to the scriptural ordinance for the sake of security and health of her son, the priest offered oblations to Indra and the other nine guardians of the ten directions outside the area reserved for fire worship with the remnants of materials used as offering to the fire. She then got brahmanas who were supplied with honey, curds, unbroken grains of rice and ghee in order to enable them to invoke blessings on Sri Rama by the repetition of certain mantras to utter prayers for the welfare of Sri Rama in the forest. The illustrious Kausalya, Sri Rama's mother, next bestowed on the aforesaid leader of Brahmanas his fee as desired by him and spoke as follows to Sri Rama. May the same victory woo you as wooed Indra, the thousand-eyed god, who is hailed by all the gods on the destruction of the demon Vritra. May the same blessing descend on you as Vinata, the mother of Garuda, invoked in the past on Garuda, who sought for nectar. Let the same blessing come to you as Aditi, the mother of the gods, invoked on Indra, the wielder of the thunderbolt, 
while he was engaged in making short work of the daityas at the time of extracting nectar out of the ocean of milk. Let the same good fortune come to you as attended Lord Vishnu, who is endowed with immense glory while he took the three well-known strides in order to measure the three worlds, O Rama. May Rishis, the seven oceans, the same number of dvipas, principal divisions of the globe girdled by them, the four Vedas, the three spheres and the well-known four quarters confer blessings, the blessing of all blessings on you, O mighty armed prince. Saying so and fixing unbroken grains of rice on Sri Rama's forehead as a form of benediction and also daubing him with sandal pastes of various kinds, the large-eyed Kausalya, a proud woman, fastened about his wrist by way of an amulet, a herb known by the name of Vishalyakarani, so-called because it helps in painlessly extracting an arrow stuck into one's body, whose efficacy had been amply proved with the recitation of sacred texts and further muttered the mantras in order to heighten its virtue. She also spoke the mantras aloud, like one overjoyed, anxious as she was not to mark the joy and damp the enthusiasm of Sri Rama, although she was in the grip of sorrow and repeated the mantras only mechanically in a faltering voice and not with her heart. Bending low and smelling the head of Sri Rama and embracing him, the illustrious lady Kausalya said to Sri Rama, Depart at ease, O Rama, accomplished purpose as you are. I shall happily see you come back in sound health to Ayodhya, having all your objects accomplished and moving at peace with all on the main roads of Ayodhya. All my thoughts of sorrow completely vanished and my face illumined with joy. I shall behold you returned from the forest like the full moon become visible on the horizon. I shall undoubtedly see you returned here from your sojourn in the forest, having implemented the word of your father and installed on the throne, O Rama. Having returned here from the forest and clad in festal robes and adorned with festal ornaments, ever fulfill the desires of my daughter-in-law. Depart now, O Rama. Worshipped by me, let the hosts of gods, headed by Lord Shiva, the eminent rishis, the multitudes of spirits, the celestial serpents, and the deities presiding over the four quarters, wish well for a long time of you when you have set out for the forest, O Sayan of Raghu. Having finished the sacred rite of invoking blessings on Sri Rama with due ceremony, Kausalya, whose eyes were overflowing with tears, further went clockwise around Sri Rama, a sign of Raghu, and gazing on him again and again, embraced him. Circumambulated clockwise by the said pious lady and pressing as a token of reverence his mother's feet again and again, that highly illustrious scion of Raghu, irradiated as he was by the splendour occasioned by the mother's benedictory rites, proceeded to Sita's apartments. Thus ends Canto 25 in the Ayodhya Kanda of the glorious Ramayana of Valmiki, the work of a rishi and the oldest epic. <laughs>